Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's Not Friendship Island. My name is Brendan. I'm Sarah. And today we're talking about week two, part two of Love Island USA season five. Before we jump into it, I just want to let everyone know Sarah was really mean to me right then. (laughs) Do you know what she said? In what way? You said my pussy smells like beef jerky. (laughs) No, you asked. No, you asked what smells like beef jerky. And what did you say? Your pussy. (laughs) Okay. That's not the same. Okay. No, it is. Did you notice, by the way, that in these uh, this block of episodes that we watched, someone said it's not Friend Island, and yeah, I wanted to throw. Yeah, I made a throw, fucking note of it. I wanted to throw my laptop through a moving car's window. I was like, "Why did we name our podcast so poorly?" I was so mad. If you could change our podcast to a different name right now, what would you do? Uh, Brendan's pussy smells like beef jerky. <laughs> okay, what in a way that made it relate to Love Island? Island. <laughs> No, I don't know. What would we call it? Are Um, you going to be able to move past this? uh, Not until I douche. (laughs) Uh, uh, um, I would name it... Oh, man, you're really putting it... The problem is... Uh Uh-huh. And we love all of our uh, Love Island pod (laughs) friends. Yeah. They're all taken. (laughs) They're all... All the clever, like, puns on sayings. Oh, you think? What? Like, there's my pod on paper. There's she's got the chat. There's the fire pit chat. There's, there's Villa Birds. There's Villa Birds. By the way, um, can we just like shout them all out for surviving this season with us? Good for them. Let's go, guys. Let's go, was guys. it really hard for you? Like it was for us? <laughs> Actually this season was cake compared to last season. Yeah, that's true. We did do some stuff for our own mental health. <laughs> and then we decided to throw it all away by recording two seasons <laughs> at once. But we got through it. Listen, we have one more episode of Love Island UK, and that's coming out tomorrow, and that includes uh, all of the final week, like uh, final dates and... um, And then our winners being crowned. Exactly. We may or may not go live on Instagram. I think we will. When we watch the episode, which isn't necessarily going to be live, because... It'll be our live reaction. It'll likely be around 6 p.m. Eastern, but I'll like post something if we decide to do it. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Follow us on Instagram at Not Friendship Island Pod. Back to your question, though. What would you pick? Because I haven't mm, thought of one. I haven't thought of one either. I'm just like, definitely something different. <laughs> Although, Even be- if it was a different way to phrase the exact <laughs> what we pick. Well, then we do It's Not Friend Island, and we still be Infy, which I love because I love being Infy. Infy is good. But... <sighs> I feel really comfy in being It's Not Friendship Island now. Yeah, because It's Not Friend Island doesn't feel good in the mouth. No, the disappointment I feel every time somebody almost says it, it kind of feels like home. I wish no one said it. (laughs) Your wish came true. (laughs) Like, I wish no one was even in the the same milieu. (laughs) Because it's brutal. Um, I... uh, yeah, you had a good relaxing weekend in, in an empty home. Yeah, I it had was a, great. I had a very relaxing yet unrelaxing <laughs> weekend in a group of a bunch of boys mm-hmm. in the in the Poconos. That was fun. Right. A lot of farts. A lot of farts. Yeah, no, you didn't have to say it. I think, like, most people assume a bachelor party is full of farts. It was so much farts. We made barbecue <laughs> the first night and then ramen the second night. Mm-hmm. And those are all fart food. If you didn't know. Mm, okay. So, 
extra farts. <laughs> well, I had been like putting off watching Love Island because us recording two seasons at the same time, I was feeling kind of burnt out, even though we're like only doing it very briefly. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I had to catch up by watching three episodes of UK and two of US. And by the end of it, I was like, I fucking hate this show. <laughs> I haven't watched Not any really, UK yet. <laughs> Yeah. I, tomorrow, I will have had to have watched four <laughs> episodes. Yeah. I have to watch one more tonight. I have to watch four episodes, and then I get to watch the finale. <laughs> can, we just, can we just be like, oh, listen, they go on dates. It's really cute. One is in a fucking uh, a court. Uh, it's in a courtyard. One is on the <laughs> side is. of a cliff. It is. Go on. Oh, really? This, kind I just of. I picked five. Okay. One is in a courtyard. Um, courtyard? With candlelight. Sure. Yeah, there's probably candles. I don't know. One is on the side of a cliff. Um, kind of. One is uh, in like a market, a public market. No. Fuck. You know. I was going so good. Yeah, you were. Somebody finally gets a yacht date. I was I was just going to say yacht, but I was like, maybe not. The they past few seasons, it. they've been teasing a yacht, and then they're like, eh, we don't have the budget. Here's like a paddle boat. Somebody I was literally going to say yacht. Oh, yeah. man. Anyways, let's get that's, into USA. That's the, uh, where we have to go back to the U.S. where everyone is back to being unlikable. <laughs> yeah, these uh, these two episodes were... Brutal? Brutal. Brutal, to say the least. <laughs> okay, so well, let's jump in. Starting with episode nine, mm. and this episode opens right after the Mr. and Mrs. game when Ariana Maddox was there. And after the immunity has been announced. So... We see some of the Islanders chat about the vote, who's in danger, and Cassie Berge and Carmen Victor, at this point, they all seem pretty realistic that they'll be the ones who are in danger here with the vote. Mm -hmm. I like Carmen this whole thing, too, because she's like, listen, if I go home, I fucking go home. What do you want me to do? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to put myself back in time. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. We have to. Um, and we see Hannah, Marco, and Anna and Leo, Leo all chat. And Hannah says that she feels conflicted because she doesn't want anyone to feel like they should have been the chosen people to be immune. Everyone's kind of like, mm, I don't think anyone's thinking that. Yeah, no that. one's really thinking about that. Apparently, Anna was not pissed, even though she looked like it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was weird <clears throat> editing, like, in terms of, like, the timing of when she was, like, making whatever face she was making. But you're not the only one who thought that she looked pissed off. There were, like, posts that were like, what the fuck is wrong with Anna? <laughs> right. To be fair, I'm still kind of saying that after watching these episodes. <laughs> but we'll get to it. Marco said he could not turn his head uh, or turn his back and not know if Leo and Anna were going to be safe. Mostly Leo. It seems like Leo is kind of his boy. So he wanted to really make sure that he was going to be safe. I think there is a, uh, a thin light blue line oh. in this season. Light blue? Yeah. What does be- that mean? Because the uh, – listen, I'm going to explain it, and you're going to be like, actually, that was a very clever thing that you just did. Oh, it'll be a callback? No. Oh, we're going to do it right now? We're going to do it right now. Okay, go on. Light blue because the boy's color on this show is light blue, and the thin blue line. What do line, you mean their color? You know how like uh, the the font the the girls have the pink font with all their name, and the boys have all the light blue font with all their name. Oh, and the thin blue line because of cops. Which one do you think is a all lives matter boy? Then <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that the fact that these boys will defend each other when they're doing unspeakable things. I mm, guess. Yeah. 
I mean, they certainly will. And we see Destiny chat to Harrison, and she's very happy about how they did in the game. And I wrote, again, Destiny is down bad for Harrison. Yes, <laughs> she is. And Keenan says he is no longer in the stage of saying it's early days. I, I, I Listen, <laughs> UK and America are two different places. Right. I recently found out. <laughs> but it's not like we're, ups- we're in the upside down land. Right. Why is everything so opposite? It's been fucking so opposite. Nine days in, and with, he's like, "It's not early days." With like these two seasons, especially because this last season of UK, well, the current season of UK, they have been saying that up until Casa, they say it's still early days. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? People <laughs> brought new people back from Casa, and we still heard it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then for this, yeah, it's like crazy how different it is because every season of UK, it doesn't take. It doesn't always take that long for somebody to say it's not early days anymore. But, like, this season was, like, extreme with it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So to hear Keenan say that, it was, like, well. Jarring. Yeah, it kind of was. And it seems like. And they, um, they call apartments flats and we call them apartments? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> but it seems like Keenan and KK are back on track. Thank God. Because then, they're the only likable people <laughs> left. <laughs> I know, honestly. Um, Hannah's likable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Hannah's not likable? At this point in time, yeah. Oh. But later on, she is not. Okay. And now we have a chat with Bergie and Carmen. And I didn't realize how important this whole chat would be later. So let's see if my notes of it hold up. <laughs> I just so, watched it about an hour and a half ago. So okay, I might be able to read it. <laughs> I realized later and took a lot of notes about uh the arguments about this conversation but mm-hmm. so bergie says to carmen that the conversation came up with victor again about him saying that carmen and bergie were only friends so he's saying that uh he brought up well i don't know he brought it up to victor and the boys he asked him like oh so she didn't say that we're only friends and he's like she did say that right yeah so <sighs> way back when <laughs> he originally brought that up a couple episodes ago right? right or last episode and he was she was like has anyone been saying anything that upset you uh victor in particular because yeah. she knew he was kind of like spitting venom right. with her so he was just like yeah it's just that one thing where he said that you told him that it's just friends vibe with us right and she's like i never said that mm-hmm. and then she went and blew up at Bert or at victor. victor right and then victor said you're not one of us oh right yeah, you're not you're you're not one of us God. you're a snake she's a snake and he goes when he's getting that tongue lashing he goes but she did say that right and he's like yes, yes. she did say that he says i wouldn't have said it if she didn't say it mm-hmm. so he's letting carmen know that they had that conversation that that whole thing came up again and Bergie says he doesn't want any more drama and Carmen wants to go grab Victor. She's like, let's just talk about this, all of us together and get it over with. And Bergie does not want to do that when she brings it up. No, just to be not. clear. He's like, I He immediately don't... <laughs> regrets saying anything. Yeah, he's like, I don't think that we should do that. <laughs> um, he's just trying to talk to her about it. He mm-hmm. does not want to involve Victor, which I think is probably would have been the best outcome here is if they didn't involve Victor. But, you know. It's it not is, friendship it island. <laughs> and uh, Carmen insists. So she grabs Victor. And while but she's... But before 
she gets to Victor, mm-hmm. Bergie says, hey, can I compliment you right now? You're a very strong woman. And yeah. she does not know what to do with that right now. And she will stew in it. Yeah. And so in her defense, that. it's a weird thing. Ba-da-ba-da-da. Yeah, definitely. You definitely want to put a pin in it. And I will say it's a weird it's a weird thing to have said. But mm-hmm. I Bergie, I don't know. Bergie weird says man. weird things. Bergie's a times. very weird man. Um, but yeah, put a pin in it. Um, and Carmen says to Victor after they're all together, when did I tell you that it was only friendship with Bergie? And Victor's like, why are we talking about this? And Carmen's like, well, because you just apologized to me because you said it wasn't true and that that wasn't said. And Victor just tries to like, kind of like put up a wall and say that he doesn't care about this situation anymore. He doesn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then I got very confused because he started to say that, like, Bergie's doing the same thing as me. And is Bergie going to apologize to me? Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Do you understand what he was saying? So this is where I'm like, there has to be shit they're not showing us. Yeah, I'm sure. Because for the rest of the show, everyone was like, Bergie fucked up. Bergie did this horrible thing. Just because Bergie got Victor involved again, I guess. And to be fair, Bergie didn't want to involve him. But right. I think they're looking at it as, uh, like, we confronted Bergie, and by the way, they were very aggressive and rude the way that they were talking to him. And then he went and he cried to Carmen. So now Carmen is having to, like, involve Victor in the drama again. So mm-hmm. I think they look at that happening as Bergie's fault. Yeah, but, like, Victor is mad that he got told on for mm-hmm. telling a lie like that's yes. this is what really what this comes down to he's like yes. dude you're such a snake why would you tell her that i lied about her to you <laughs> yeah. when you're trying to get to know her right like what do you duh <laughs> like duh dude they really believe that you know quote unquote bro code like bros she- before hoes even though this is a literal dating show <laughs> yeah and Victor says to Bergie, why do you keep making things happen? Like, he's like. <laughs> I'd like to think that maybe it was like a, a Dursley's talking to Harry Potter. <laughs> what, like the owls? No, like the his his uh, like uncle and aunt. Yeah. Like when uh, Dudley falls into the snake pit at the beginning yeah. of the movie. And he goes, why do you keep making things happen, boy? Oh, did he say that to him? He says stuff like that. <laughs> and then Carmen tells Victor to calm down, and she says she's just going to continue her conversation with Bergie. And so Victor leaves, and she asks Bergie, she's like, well, what happened? And Bergie is, like, so worked up, he can barely put a sentence together. Yeah. It's honestly, like, very hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And they decide to just talk the next day so that he can get himself and his thoughts together. <clears throat> and then, God, I fucking so hard to watch. Listen, if you guys listened to episode one of USA, no, you didn't. Okay, <laughs> no, you didn't, because we said some stuff that we do not stand behind. I feel like this is my where's my ukulele? I need to make an apology video. <laughs> I said that I like Marco, and I'm sorry. <laughs> So in the bedroom, the boys start coming in. Bergie's already in the in there. And Marco right away, like, he doesn't, like, get in Bergie's face, but he puts himself far too close to Bergie while he's walking by and calls him a douchebag. By the way, pop me kettle, because, like, 
what the fuck? Marco is the biggest douchebag I've ever seen in my life. And then Victor comes in, starts calling him an idiot in Spanish. And Keenan asks Bergie if he needs some time to clear his head. Honestly, like throughout this whole thing, I was Kenan. like, thank God for Keenan. Like, and it's not even that Keenan like feels like he has to be some like he's not like some ride or die for Bergie. But I mean, yeah, I, he can tell. I don't. I don't even think he's on Bergie's side. But, but he at can least, tell this is an unbalanced situation. Right. At least he's like seeing a man struggle and trying to help him out. Yeah, it's like so hard to watch and like. Bergie hasn't even like said anything yet. And uh, he also when he first comes in, I don't know if you heard, because I think Keenan comes in first before the other boys. He sees Bergie and he calls him Bergenstocks. Yeah, I did Isn't see that. that. Yeah. Sweet? It's very sweet. <laughs> um, and it's just like it's so messed up. You can tell that Bergie is not used to being in these types of conflicts or anything like this. Yeah. But Bergie says he's OK to talk. And Keenan, because everyone's like, what's going on? What's happening? And Keenan's like, okay, sit down, speak your piece. No one is going to interrupt you. Put a pin in it. You you don't even have to put a pin in it. Just lick it and stick it against the wall. (laughs) He's like, just say exactly what happened. And so he explains that earlier in the day, speaking with Carmen, he had told her that he almost didn't pursue things with her because Victor had told him it was only friendship vibes with them. Marco, to be fair, not interrupting him, but does pipe in before Bergie is done pipes in and says like yeah we already went through that and he's like yes but it's relevant (laughs) exactly he's like you wanted to know everything so i'm starting at the beginning and victor then says well you told her i talked to you in front of all the other guys about it and that is why she pulled me aside why do you have to go like a fucking puppy behind her and tell her that i pulled you and belittled you that i came here like a macho man to make you feel small i don't want to doing hold on i'm not done with my monologue i'm so sorry i didn't (laughs) I didn't mean to pull. Uh, I know what the pull, hell. Pull a Victor. I'm so sorry. I don't want to see you. I don't trust you. I don't want you around me. Well, soon you'll have your <laughs> wish, bud. Like his reaction to this is so extreme. Also, like nobody said that you belittled him. You just know that you fucking did. So I mean, and also everything that you said, you're not saying. Why are you lying about me? Right. You're just saying, why did you tell her that happened? Maybe because, like... Maybe because it happened, and he fe- he didn't like how it felt. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? You fucking goofball. Marco says, how did we chat in here about trust and keeping what is said with the boys between the boys, and then you go and say that Victor pulled you aside in front of all the boys? And also, like, you're on fucking TV, so there's no, like, keeping it just between the boys. Like... There's no, like, actual pact of secrecy here. You know that, right? Like, what you say, uh, it matters. And if it doesn't matter to the girls, it'll matter matter to the public when a public vote comes. So, yeah. I mean. And it'll matter to these people in this island in about six weeks when they go home and binge watch their season. Yeah. Because, of course, they're going to do that. You fucking goofball. It's just so weird, too. Because it's just like, okay. What if. Okay. <laughs> okay. What if this weekend mm-hmm. I was talking to Josh at this bachelor party? My husband. Your husband. Correct. And I was just like, man, I fucking do not like Sarah. Stop. That's what I assumed you were saying. <laughs> and I was like, man, I wish I could quit this podcast. But, <laughs> Stop, but I'm never going to tell her that. <laughs> okay. And now what if I go? No, wait. Actually, that's a bad. Would I be mad? 
What if, if Josh, Josh tells you me, that? then would you be mad at Josh? That's what Josh? I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, pretend you're, like, a douchebag. <laughs> you might. No, no, here's a better example. Okay. I go to you. Okay. And I say, man, I don't like Josh. I don't ever want to hang out with him again. Uh-huh. And then you go and tell Josh that I said that. Right. But you already said it on the podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> Josh, stop listening 15 <laughs> seconds before now. <laughs> and then you go and tell him, and then mm-hmm. he's like, man, why'd you say that stuff about me? I wouldn't be mad at you. This works or the I wouldn't... same as the last thing you just said. You didn't change anything. I was just trying to think of dynamics. Right. <laughs> well, the d- forget the dynamics. The yeah, people it's a... listening don't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, Would you? would you be mad at me if I did that? Yeah, yeah, probably. If you like told a secret, yeah. As like, soon as I put myself in his shoes, I'd be like, actually, I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't pretend like you're in the wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's obvious. You're like a decent person. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. That's literally the nicest thing you've ever said. To you me. are so full of shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but Victor is just sitting there now, being like, I don't even want Carmen anymore. Marco's like, yeah, he's cool on his girl. Don't even worry about it. It's like, first of all, no one was concerned about that. By the hey, way. Marco, Nobody. your teeth are one line. <laughs> you look like you're going to, you look Some... like you can't eat apples. <laughs> by the way, what you thought was dry shampoo before that you saw Marco using, somebody found it was Topic. I knew it, dude. I <laughs> fucking knew it. That's so fun. Hey, use more, bud. Use yeah. way more. It's not enough. <laughs> Uh, Keenan at this point asks Bergie if he needs some time and he says that he does and Keenan uh, tells him to go take a walk. So, And then at bedtime... And he screams into a pillow. I'm sorry, <laughs> even Bergie shouldn't... Like, I still haven't changed my mind about Bergie shouldn't be... He still shouldn't be here. Yeah, I didn't assume you had changed your I'm, mind. I know, okay. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> I, nobody is likable except for Keenan and KK. They win. Can they just win yet? Mm, hopefully and then at bedtime once again kk steals the words right out of our head because she says that victor at first did not think that bergie was any kind of competition and that bergie has now been focusing on what is actually important and he's and she says that victor has a bruised little ass ego thanks girl love her so much at least the girls see what's happening which is the only reason i'm not like okay I think Bergie is getting, like, a really favorable edit. Right. Because there's no way all of the guys are mad at him for for call- basically indirectly calling Victor out. Well, everyone, all of those boys seems to absolutely love and adore and bow and kiss the feet of Victor. To a Victor. To Victor. So... And meanwhile, in the bedroom, getting ready for bed, Victor is acting like Bergie is just a baby who needs to be coddled. And he's such a fucking piece of shit. I can't even deal with it. Mm-hmm. And Keenan's talking to Bergie outside and telling him that he's not a bad or a, a malicious person, which is nice. Or this, that, or the third. This, that, or the third. And Hannah walks by at one point, asks if Bergie is okay. And she says, don't fuck with Bergie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And I said, I hope Hannah squares up with Victor. <laughs> I just really appre- I appreciate Hannah. I like her. Uh, yeah, I like her, too. 
She's got her issues. I mean. Yeah, and I feel like she was fucking with Bergy a little bit later. But we'll get to it. Maybe. She definitely, like, as soon, I feel like as soon as Hannah changes her opinion on something, she has to tell everybody That's about it. That's what I also wrote. Everybody <laughs> in this villa is too involved with everyone else. Well, I mean, what do you expect? I've never seen it like this, though. Yeah. Like USA every- is, we're, we're built different, baby. Everyone is like, oh, you did something mildly bad? Okay, well, guess what? 12 people are going to get in your face immediately and <laughs> right scream, away. what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't deal with it. Ready for another Victor monologue? Uh, yes, but you have to do it with a Spanish accent. Uh, you know that I can't. So, um, Just try, please? No. For the listeners? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. They come here for you to do the funny accents, not me. <laughs> First thing in the morning, Victor says he hopes somebody takes a moment, pulls everyone aside, and says, Hey, I fucked up, and Victor didn't do shit. Someone is going to have to clear my name. I have not done anything, and I am the one getting shit. That's literally (laughs) word for word every time Donald Trump gets in front of a microphone. (laughs) I've done nothing wrong, and they (laughs) indicted me. The way, though, he's just, like, standing in front of all the beds and, like, pacing and saying this. Someone's going to have to clear my name. And, of course, Leo's laying on his stomach with his hands, <laughs> yeah. his head in his hands and his legs kicking up behind yeah, him. Like, <laughs> the way he looks at that man. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, he has these boys ready to yell in Bergie's face that he is not one of them. Um, and only Keenan last night was nice to him. So he's a garbage piece of shit motherfucker. He's nobody's book boyfriend. That's the point I wanted to make. He calls himself a book boyfriend on his social media. And you know, when you're Victor does. Yeah. Because you know, he's a romance novelist mm. and he calls himself your book boyfriend. There's no, none, not a single one of my book boyfriends. And I have quite a few. None of them would ever act like this. Not a one. Do you have any book boyfriends? Um, I do. No, you don't. Sure, I do. Who? I have a book girlfriend. Who's that? Uh, she doesn't have a name. She's in a book. She's in a book, but she doesn't have a name. She went to a different school. Okay, you could have just said no. <laughs> I do. I, she literally doesn't have a name, though. And the book is, book is called The Abortion. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. It's not like that big a deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, here's the inf- official infi stance. Abortion, not that big a deal. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm saying. the, it's name, the is, name of the book. That's fine. Yeah, the name of the book is more dramatic than the book. You're doing such a good job right now. <laughs> it's a good book. You guys should read it. <laughs> Quick read. Um, Keenan continues to have Bergie's back. I'm here for whatever friendship they have. Even if it's not a friendship, I guess I'm just here for Keenan being Kenan, a man. decent person. Keenan is a golden retriever. Yeah. I thought we said he was a lab. We did say that. Mm-hmm. And next we see Hannah sit with Bergie. And Bergie says he feels like he put everyone in a bad position. Hannah tells him that he didn't do anything with bad intentions and... Everyone dating each other is going to get weird, which is, you know what? Not enough people mm-hmm. bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> and I did like at the end, she's like, you feel really bad. Um, 
uh, like Harmon feels really bad that she put you in this situation. Mm-hmm. Who's the one that doesn't feel bad at all? <laughs> Some sociopath, maybe? Yeah, huh. Who's the one who thinks uh, he has nothing to feel bad about? <laughs> but I thought for a minute that Hannah was like getting emotional in this chat, but I think maybe she has bad allergies. Yeah, I think she doesn't have makeup on yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it looked like her eyes were like actually watering, mm. though. And they were like kind of red. And Hannah says that she got so sad when she saw Bergie's face because he doesn't deserve to feel like a he doesn't deserve to feel bad and that he's a good person. And then in passing, which ends up being a thing later, we see Leo give Cassie a little hug and she starts to say in her talking head that she has noticed him like giving her eyes and like some extra attention recently. Mm hmm. And then Marco gets a text and our two immune couples are going out on a date and we see them get ready and head out. They go to a mud pool and hot spring. Yeah. Not sure what the point of the mud was. Especially because they say put mud on and then immediately go into the hot spring and wash it off. I Yeah, I know. I wonder. There has to be a reason for that, right? Because it seems mud, like mud, mud is good for your skin, depending on the mud. Yeah, but like, were they, did they like wait with the mud on them for a while first? Who's to say, really? Because it doesn't seem like it'd be good if you just put it on and then immediately washed it off. It, it seems like there's like no it point. Would do anything. <laughs> maybe you can't, like, maybe it's bad for your skin to go into the hot spring unprotected and, like. No, because they wash it off. That's so true. And then Man, they have a, I don't the know. The boys have a tickle fight. I know. They're so gross. I hate them. <laughs> um, And then we see the two couples are on little like private dates after that and for anna and leo leo said that his he asks what her family's impression of him would be and she's like you know as soon as they got to know you they'd like you <laughs> and he's like okay so not right away so I'd they have don't to... like me gotcha. right. <laughs> Understood. yeah i think it's uh she says it's kind of like in regards to the fact that like she stood up there for him right away but he didn't choose her mm-hmm but I mean, like, hey, babe, that's the game. So, <laughs> hey, don't go on a dating show. <laughs> and then on Hannah and Marcos, Hannah says that she did not expect them to win the challenge, and she was pleasantly surprised. And he says that that challenge was very easy. If you just listen, that shit's so easy. I gotta say, I haven't hated somebody like Marco in a long time. I literally don't know what happened. Why we again? The thing was, we saw it it was our very first impressions of everyone, and we just saw him like be kind of like an active listener and not, um, not like escalate a situation, which is like what I unfortunately, sorry, just what I assume a man would do. So, uh, I think we just no, you're such a fucking (laughs) shit like that that just drives me insane. I'm sorry, (laughs) right? (laughs) Get it because I did the thing she said. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was, at least for me. I just was like, oh, wow. He, like, really kept his cool mm-hmm. in a situation that could have been, like, kind of toxic. Yeah, for sure. But we don't have to actually talk about that because that never happened. So yeah. I just hope that Hannah finds somebody else. I'm going to go back and beep. I'm not even going to cut it out where we talk about it. I'm <laughs> you just won't gonna, do this. I'm just going to press five minutes of beeping. You're not going to do that. Censoring. <laughs> um, and then back at the villa, Cassie tells Carmen... That Leo has been flirty with her again and making excuses to touch her. And Cassie says that they uh, both, she thinks that they both don't want to admit that they fucked up and she wants to talk to him when he gets back from his date. And Carmen tells her to not stress about nothing until it's something. Mm-hmm. Wise, I guess. 
And then our immune couples come back from their dates. The boys and the girls separate. They tell the group about their dates. You know, it's the same thing that always happens. And at night, the first thing that happens is Cassie pulls Leo for a chat. And she's doing that stupid bullshit that she always does. Oh, my God. I know. I made notes about it. I made notes about it for their next chat, though. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll just say it now when we get there. But even when they first sit down, Leo is like very close to her. Like he sits like fair, like arm around her right away. Mm hmm. And he says that he's conflicted in his couple and that he feels like they gravitate towards each other, him and Cassie. And you can tell he is, like, very attracted to her. And he says everything about Anna is great, but he does not feel the same type of urge that he feels towards Cassie. And at this point, Cassie is practically on his lap. And she's and she as soon as he (laughs) says that, she goes, what? What do you mean? Like, you didn't pull him for this conversation for exactly this reason you know what cassie cassie gets so off on being told by a man who is either with somebody or in a situation she gets so off on being told that she's dangerous and Mm. you're gonna get me in trouble yeah she eats that shit the fuck do you know why because she's doing the fucking uh fred armison I'm just a little baby. I don't have any money. <laughs> First of all, I love that so much. I love Fred Armisen and I love Broad City. But, uh, yeah, I just, she just, like, the way all of her moves, mm-hmm. all of her moves towards the men who are coupled with other people is to get that reaction. And you can't not tell me differently. For better or for worse, that's what I believe. So, and Anna and Hannah are under, so they're upstairs on like a terrace balcony type situation, which is right above the kitchen, which is the dumbest place to have this fucking conversation, but it's where they are. And Anna and Hannah are right underneath and they're listening. They can hear everything that's being said. Hannah is even recording it. Which is is a little much. (laughs) Hey, do you know who else is recording it? The 36 cameras and microphones (laughs) that they have. We already got we already got the footage, babe. So you don't yeah, need to record but they it. can't say roll the tapes, babe, and then have to wait until movie night to show everyone else. Yeah, but if this show was just people pulling up cl- uh, <laughs> iPhone clips zoomed all the way in from across the villa, it's going to get real boring. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so Leo has a talking head about this. Who's basically mm-hmm. saying like while he's still in the chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically saying like, oh well, uh, I wanted to make sure it was something before I said anything because I don't want to. I don't want to hurt someone who's perfectly fine. And I was like, oh, how sweet. You called her perfectly fine. <laughs> so romantic. Isn't You're such a he? way with words. <laughs> and Anna then goes over to a bunch of the rest of the Islanders who are sitting around and tells them what she heard. Because as you said, everyone here needs to speak. To everyone else at all times. Everyone needs to be in the loop on what is happening. And all the Islanders activate while this chat is still going on. Yeah, it's still happening. And Marco, who I don't understand what Marco thinks his role is here, but he tries to go pull Leo from this chat. Which, I don't know, kind of seems like a violation of bro code to me. Does it not? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. It's almost like he has bro code sometimes and bro code not sometimes. Seems like he should be like running interference or something if he wants to be yeah. a true bro. Because she's a stupid girl <laughs> and he's your bro. Yeah, and bros don't tell on their bros. Especially bros with perfectly lined teeth. 
But uh, it does not work. He tries to pull Leo, and Leo is not interested in Leo's leaving. like, I'll be down there in a second. Yeah. And Leo then says that talking with Cassie is she is like the apple in the Garden of Eden. And first of all, I can't physically roll my eyes hard enough. But again, Cassie just eats this shit up. You never see her smile as genuinely as when she's being told by somebody else that she's trouble for them and that they can barely resist themselves because they have to resist because that's when it seems like she gets off on it the most if I'm being right. honest. Yeah. That's yeah, just... she's an edger for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just that's just how I see it. But they do eventually come down from the terrace and it is awkward. And we see Carmen talking to Cassie and she tells her that Anna heard everything. Uh, because they were literally right below them in the kitchen where people gather. And Leo tells the boys that there is no denying how they feel when they see each other. And they tell him that it does not look good. Literally, it's like six guys just standing around around and be like, (laughs) Bro, what are you doing? So dramatic. How do you... So American. (laughs) How do you feel about this chat? What is is your feeling about this chat having taken place me yeah mm, i don't have like a ton of thoughts like are you like are you whose side are you on nobody in this chat yeah nobody whose side what side is there to be on whose side are you on uh i'm on the side of like i guess i'm on harrison's side <laughs> what did harrison say? harrison just says that anna had no idea that there were any lingering feelings there and I guess I'm on the side of whoever told him that it doesn't look good. I don't know. What side are you on? I'm so confused. Are there sides here? Uh, no, I guess there's not sides. I just feel like everyone really wanted to make me care about this. And it just wasn't going to happen. I just didn't care too much. Mm. Like, everyone was making out like this was the biggest thing that has ever happened in the Love Island villa. <laughs> and I just don't see I mean, it that way. maybe so far. I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I wasn't. Super interested in it at this moment, but it was what was happening. What do you mean? How weird are you? This is what's happening right now. I know, but I just feel like everyone's reacting like it's fucking (laughs) crazy. I don't know. But also when when Cassie was talking to Carmen, she did her she did her best to look really upset and concerned that she hurt someone's feeling. She's like, really? Hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Hmm. Oh no. She heard me. I really Hmm. and I bet you feel bad oh no (laughs) i'll be honest i really didn't want to tell you this because sometimes i don't like admitting things that you say and saying i agree with you but okay yeah what do you want what more do you want from me you're right i'm so sorry go ahead (laughs) i just need it don't don't you can't say this and not give it to me come on come on i'm starting to hear tommy pickles thank you (laughs) yes do you know what it is it's because her ends turn into l's (laughs) Give me an example. Uh, so do you know who else does this a lot, too? Remember Degrassi, The Next Generation? You know that I do. Remember Spinner? Of course I remember he Spinner. He talks the same way. <laughs> he does. Your ma'am's past. <laughs> he goes, Spinner? No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Yes, he yes, he does. He does not say Spinner. He says Spiller? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Dude, yes, he I've does. I've been watching so much Degrassi. I promise you. His N's turn into L's. He does not say spindler 
He's just You're so out of pocket spindler. with that. I spindler. just gave you Tommy Pickles. I will not give you Spindler. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not Spindler. It's Spindler. It, it doesn't say that, Brendan. It says Spindler. No, he doesn't. He does. <laughs> I'll listen. I'll take Tommy Pickles, but you know what? In, in another six months, you're <laughs> no, going to admit it. that one's not coming around. That we'll see. not coming around. We'll see. Carmen and KK both tell Cassie that it was bad that they brought Anna up in the conversation. Because one of the big things for Anna through this is that she was hearing her name brought up in their conversation. Um, And that it wasn't right that they brought her into, like, the flirty conversation that the two of them were obviously having. Right. And Cassie says that she's about to pull Anna to talk. And then KK gets a text. And it's time to go over the results of the public vote. And everyone but the immune couples stand, and then we find out who our safe couples are, and it goes, they say it's in no order, but in my mind it is. I literally wrote, no particular order. Yeah, sure, buddy. (laughs) Because it goes KK and Keenan, then Destiny and Harrison, and then our final couple safe is Cassie and Bergie. So um, Carmen and Victor are left standing. Hey, fuck you, Victor, I wrote. And the the next text tells them to stand in front of the fire pit, but they are like, way in front of the fire pit yeah, they take know. like two steps to the right they no no they they're like not even in the circle anymore <laughs> they're like very far away from it um and victor just stands there like a piss baby with his arms crossed and he's so pitiful i swear to god but we find out that only one of them is leaving which we had talked about being the case and it's down to the islanders to decide so um cassie or um carmen and victor step aside so that the um the group can deliberate and they do a vote and it kind of ends at a tie which is where this episode ends marco is by the way as anyone who votes for carmen he's just throwing like a little shitty fit like throwing his hands up and like it's so it's annoying dude so annoying and every time bergie's like yeah, I th- I want to pursue her. He goes, come on, what the fuck? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's mostly, at least on Marco's side, I think it's mostly just he doesn't want his friend to leave. But a lot of the people who are still questioning Bergie seem to not be super certain about if Carmen is actually interested in pursuing things with him. Mm-hmm. So they ask him at the very end of this episode, like, I think they're trying to see who's going to flip to the other side because they're doing this very honorably by this vote. You know what I mean? Majority rules. (laughs) Yeah. So they ask Bergie, like, how certain are you that Carmen is the person that you want to pursue? And they're all like, are you willing to risk it all? I know. First of all, he's not risking anything. No, he's just keeping his vote. Hey, do you know what I would do if I was in his situation? Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you want to flip? I say, no. And actually, it has nothing to do with Carmen. Victor was really mean to me. And if, I had, and if I'm the one who gets to send him home, I'm going to relish in that. But boys. But the boys, Brendan. You oh, have well, to the be boys, on the boys' side. Mm, no, I think Victor can go the fuck back to Spain. <laughs> I think, actually. Oh, my God. The farther away he is from me, the better. He can go anywhere else. Just he shouldn't stay in Fiji. Why? Did, was, was that a little um, I think xenophobic it, of me? It sounded a little. Yeah, maybe a little. Oh, I forgot he lives in Georgia. He can go all the way fuck back to Georgia. Is that better? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that where he lives right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to Georgia. That's what I Just meant. Just off the island of Fiji. Yeah. I think. Um, 
But yeah, Bergy says that he is willing to risk it for Carmen. So we open episode 10, uh, waiting for, waiting to figure out who is going to break the tie. And just to like kind of paint a picture, it's mostly, it's like pretty much all the boys besides Bergy voting for Victor. And it's like all the girls except for Destiny voting for Carmen. So, so the episode opens, Victor and Carmen come back for the decision, which at this point we haven't been told who flipped. Uh, but Destiny stands up and tells them that the person that they have chosen to save is Carmen. I immediately wrote, bye, Victor, you bye, stupid, Victor. toxic bitch. Bye-bye, you macho man. Oh, <laughs> you macho man. <laughs> uh, Victor says that he would not have changed anything he did and that all of his choices were the real him, which is not something that I would cop to, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he said the great and the the bad. I was like, I, why, don't, why wouldn't you change the bad then? <laughs> right. You'd still be here. Yeah. It's all him, you know. It's all about, like, uh, I don't live my life with regrets ever. Yeah. Well, you, you know. should, because you do some pee- pee- people. Everyone does stupid things. You said pee-pee. people do stupid things. Everyone says goodbye to Victor. And I will not miss that stupid bitch on my TV. Uh, Bergy, while saying goodbye to Victor, says that he's sorry and that he will learn from his mistakes. Victor says, learn whatever you want. You have a lot to learn. You have a lot to learn. Shut the fuck up. Shut so do fuck you. up. So do you. Shut Victor. the fuck up, Victor. Victor. Destiny tells Carmen that she was the one who swung the vote in her favor um, and that her choice to save her was because of Berkey and that he feels a real connection with her and wants to pursue things. Destiny is so funny because she's <laughs> always cheery in the worst situations. <laughs> like literally Victor was like, I do not change anything and uh, I want you to know that I've been 100% myself mm-hmm. and I am, I am going to go now. And uh, she goes, yay, good speech. <laughs> I know. Destiny's kind of the moment for She's me. kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, Carmen says that she feels badly that Victor is leaving. And that she she says something to the effect of, like, like I could be leaving instead of him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't deserve to be here any more than he does. First of all, that's not true. At least you weren't, like, fucking, like, harassing people. You know yeah. what I mean? And Marco says that he's going to miss Victor so much and that he was the truest man. God. And he deserves to find love and have another chance. And I said, okay, Marco, then leave with him. Then kiss him. Kiss him right on the mouth. Go leave. Tongue kiss him. Leave with him. You love him so much. Kiss him on his chest. Maybe he did find love. Rub his abs down. Maybe it was you. Yeah. Go home with him. Kiss him. Do you want to see that or something? No. And Marco says that Carmen did not deserve to be saved and that it was a petty save. And both Marco and Keenan are like pissed that Victor left and that the vote did not go in their favor. And just the fact that Bergie was, you know, again, quote unquote, willing to risk it all for Carmen, who may turn her head, which is like, to be fair, guys, KK could turn her head Hannah could turn her head. Hope 
I hope to God she does. I think Hannah is going to turn her head. I don't know about pray. KK. Go for that man, Kenzo, who's coming in, would ya? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, yeah. It was, they're just like, they're both, I don't even know if they're mad that Victor went home or that they just didn't get their way. I don't know. It's honestly hard to tell. And Hannah tells Carmen that Bergie is truly the one who ended up swinging the vote because it was his kind of, like, intentions and saying that he wanted to give it a try with her that made people vote for Carmen over Victor. Mm-hmm. And again, this whole risk it thing is so ridiculous. Um, and then Carmen asks to confide in Hannah. And she says that 90% of her anger was directed towards Victor, but 10% was for Berkey. So where you put the pin, you know, pull it out, take it out. And she explains the, um, the whole situation of when Berkey called her a strong woman she says that it rubbed her the wrong way, and it gave her the impression that Bergie was expecting her to fight this battle with Victor. Bergie <laughs> does not want any battles to be fought. Yeah, I wrote, like, to be fair, Bergie didn't want to have this conversation. He was just talking to you. Right. He wasn't trying to get you to fight a battle. At least that's how I viewed it. I think I agree with that. Um, and she does not know if she wants a partner who is not direct is how she says it. But again, Bergie just didn't want that drama. He said it right before he was just, and I think the reason he said, I don't want to be involved in any more drama and then told you what happened is because he didn't want it to be a thing. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to talk to you about what happened. Right. Cause you're like the closest, well, you're like the person he's pursuing, I guess. Like, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, and also, if you always knew you wanted a direct partner, then that makes me doubt you ever liking Bergie. <laughs> because yeah. he was he was never, ever going to be that guy. So, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe everything is a lie. Maybe everything is a lie. I feel like how I learned when they, they use motor oil instead of pancake syrup in, in the commercials. What? For That's what? how I feel. For what? For videos of pancakes. It's motor oil? Yeah. Isn't motor oil like darker than pancake syrup? It's thicker. But darker. It's only darker if there's like old. If it's old. (laughs) If there's old. If it's old. Mm. Yeah, I love watching people make like prop food sets. Yeah, like mashed potatoes instead of ice cream. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's just something fun that that I know about, I guess. <laughs> Next, we see a chat between Anna and Leo. And Anna tells Leo that she heard her name get brought up in the chat with Cassie and that she could hear them flirting and that she's hurt by it. And Leo does admit that they were flirting and that he wanted to tell her the truth. And he says a lot of this was the fact that, like, he didn't know if Cassie was going home and that they both just wanted to get their feelings out there just in case, like, they didn't want to leave anything unsaid. <clears throat> Nana tells Leo that she is no longer interested in getting to know him. And Leo does apologize. He says he understands why she feels that way. And he says he was not able to squash his feelings for Cassie while he was trying to get to know her. This whole conversation sounds like, um, like someone handing in a two-week notice or like (laughs) like they talk so weird they don't talk like normal people yeah you know what i do notice that i was like 
while I was uh, watching this conversation, I remember I was thinking like, how would this go down if this was between like Sammy and Jess? You know what I mean? And it does. It feels a little bit inauthentic to some extent. And I don't know what the reason of it is, but it does feel a little it's like bit corporate less speak. human. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Is that just like us as Americans? No, that's Anna. And I think that's just Leo matching Anna. But I feel like that's even like when we saw like Destiny and Marco have that chat. I think Destiny sounded very human. She had emotions that she right. was expressing. Uh but I feel like Marco was a little bit like corporate speaky too. It's it's you know, I guess apparently it's weaponizing therapy speak. <laughs> I wonder if part of it is I mean, part of it has to be their age, but because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I hear like people like us talking like that, but No. I don't know. I did notice that it did it felt kind of like cold and inhuman the way that they like express themselves some of the time. Yeah. But uh, Anna says that you never told me anything regarding you still like fighting feelings or feeling a certain way. So I'm going to end the conversation now. And she leaves. Yeah. One, put a pin in it. <laughs> and two, put a, a different pin in it. In the same thing? Yeah. Two pins. Two different pins. Same piece of paper. Perfect. We're good. Um, at next is bedtime and Cassie sees Anna in the dressing room and she starts kind of rambling at her saying that she wants to talk to her, but she knows that she needs space, but I do want to speak to you. She does this a lot <laughs> and every time it never goes well. Yeah. Cassie isn't good at talking to people. She no. has the opposite problem of what we just saw. Do you know why? It's because when she talks to some people, they're also <laughs> rugrats and so they can understand her. But when she talks to like Anna, Anna is like the adults and they don't speak baby. Right. So they're like, what are you saying? (laughs) But Anna doesn't even like look at her. She barely acknowledges that they're in the same room together. Mm -hmm. And then Harrison says something really weird. Um, He says he doesn't to destiny. He doesn't want to walk her down the garden path until he knows for sure. I'm like, Sir, why don't you just say that you're still open or whatever? What is the garden path? I think it's uh, Australian <laughs> euphemism for the door's still open. It's Sex. early days, early doors. You think that's what it was? No, I don't. It was just a very. I just wanted to make a goof. <laughs> it's a very strange way. Yeah, it it was even weirder because he's like, "I don't want to walk you down the garden path until I know I want to walk you down the garden path." Then he's like, you know what I mean? And she's like, yeah. She's like, oh my God, I do. <laughs> um, and then I wanted to know how jealous you were to watch what I'm fairly certain is KK getting it on with Keenan. Yeah, they did probably have sex there. <sighs> how did you feel? <laughs> I don't have words. I think I literally said, oh, fuck, when I saw her in lingerie later. Oh, yeah. I was wondering how you would react to that. I think audibly I said that and my DoorDash heard me. (laughs) 
If I'm being 100% honest with what just happened. We'll get there, but the red, it's so good oh on her. It's God, so crazy. Dude. Anyways, next thing that happens is morning. And apparently Bergie has not had cereal. I don't think he means ever. There was like a whole thing. I kind of think he means ever. There was like a whole thing on the subreddit of people being like, I'm sorry, Bergie hasn't had cereal. I He's raised by his grandparents. What? They don't? <laughs> what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Cereal's been around for a very long time. Yeah, but grandparents would be the type of people where it's like, Doesn't oh, it depend oh on- no. Oh, cereal's bad for you. Have some cream of wheat. <laughs> yeah, have some cream of. Have some, have some, uh, you know, uh, biscuits and gravy. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I think it depends on the grandparent because I mean, like my grandparents would have had cereal. Yeah, but you're not a weirdo like Bergie is. <laughs> Just because he's a weirdo doesn't mean he was raised by other weirdos. Sometimes that shit's like what innate. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> And this is where we hear Bergie and Cassie say it's not Friend Island. Like four times. And it's such a fucking tease the way people dance around saying the name of our podcast. Like, don't you know who we are? It's like they're scared or something of acknowledging our podcast. Who's paying you? Is it Orlaith? (laughs) Is Orlaith paying you not to say our name? (laughs) And then we see Harrison telling Leo that he is used to someone who is a bit more flirtatious than Destiny. And I think that Destiny is, like, so flirty with him. She's, like, fun flirty. He wants sexy flirty. Oh, you think that's what he means? Yeah, I He do. says he doesn't feel like his cheeky side comes out, and he can tell that Destiny is getting to a place where she's starting to develop feelings, and he doesn't want to lead her on. So this is kind of like the beginning of the end for the two of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is too bad, because I like them together. Also... It's worth noting because someone uh, messaged us on Instagram, and as soon as they said it, I couldn't stop seeing it. Harrison looks like Spencer Pratt. Who's Spencer Pratt? From The Hills. Married Heidi. Crazy Crystal guy. You weren't into reality TV enough. Um, Anyways, anybody who is will know that, like, because I kept looking at Harrison and being like, there's something about him, and I don't know what it is. It's because he's Spencer Pratt. So okay, good to know. I, I will say I called it. I called it way back when they coupled up. Harrison and Destiny. Yeah. Too bad. I liked them together. They were my first, my first public vote this season. I know, and I was like, why? But I liked them together on the episodes that we saw them in. I thought mm-hmm. that they were nice together, and I saw a lot of edits on TikTok of them together. Do you know what I'm kind of excited for? And this is kind of a bad thing about me. Hmm. What? Can't wait for Destiny to flip that switch. <sighs> no. It's going to be fun to watch. No, don't say that. It's going to be fun to watch. Depends on how. It depends on how he does it. Maybe. They have kissed. They have kissed. And she doesn't kiss new. She does. That's true. And he's got size 13 feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so you can't call him a little dick guy. <laughs> she could. Who's going to stop her, you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about my boy's dick like that. <laughs> the amount of times you've said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Marco says that they made a mistake on who to save. In, <laughs> in terms of uh, who they gave the immunity to. And that they should have chosen Carmen and Victor. 
to be immune because he says that Anna and Leo would not have been in the bottom. It would have been between Bergie and Cassie to go home. Hannah says that she feels dumb about her vote to save Carmen. And Marco says, I would hope so. She doesn't deserve to be here. He deserves to be here. But like the way he like, I hate the way Marco speaks to Hannah. Yeah. I hate it. He, I'll get into it later. Okay. I, bottle that anger. <laughs> I wrote, um, I don't actually want him to die. I want to be very clear, but I did write that here. Listen, we and all lash out in our burn books. <laughs> I was just upset. And I said, please do so, so softly, so very softly that no one <laughs> that no one hears you have left and everyone forgets you were everything. Holy fuck. Did you write this now or when you were 14? <laughs> I wrote this yesterday. That's so dramatic. <laughs> Softly, so softly that no one hears you leave and everyone forget that you were ever there. Is that like a fucking... I don't know. I just said what I felt in the moment. Is that like an Amir lyric or something? (laughs) No, first of all, you need to stop bringing up Amir. I won't. I will never stop bringing up Amir. Also, did your high school have any um, uh, burn book things that happened? Yeah, so there is someone. Uh, it was more dramatic than a burn book. Oh, no. It was a kill list. Holy shit. That is not the same. And uh, one of my friends at the time uh, celebrated because he was number one. He's just running. He's like, number one, baby. I got number one. Did your school do anything? Did it get like. Yeah, she got suspended. <laughs> That's good. You think she's okay? No. <laughs> okay. I do not think she's okay. <laughs> It was friends of mine at my high school who did the burn book. Oh, yeah. But I was in it. (gasps) The bitches. And they called. (laughs) There were a bunch of mean older girls in my school who always called me Snaggletooth. (laughs) They wrote that in the book. That's so mean. It's fine. I guess I have a Snaggletooth. I don't know. Listen, we we (laughs) we are not our weaknesses, but our strengths. Thank you. Will you forget about the thing I said I wrote now? What thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, I truly, I truly <laughs> forgot. So perfect. <laughs> oh, the very dramatic no. thing that you just said about. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hannah brings up to the other girls what Carmen said about uh, Bergie and the whole fight with Victor thing, and she thinks that it seems like Carmen is looking for reasons to not be feeling Bergie anymore. Also, Hannah, listen. I love Hannah, and I probably shouldn't be the one to say this because you would say that I did this, but Carmen did just ask to confide in you, and then you, like, immediately blabbed everyone. I literally wrote, like, this is the worst person to tell. And I get you're in a couple, and secrets are secrets. Yeah, but, but she's not, you're not in a couple. couple. With she's a- telling all the girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, KK says that she feels uh, the same and that she thinks that their choice at the fire pit to save Carmen was um, all surrounding Carmen's supposed connection with Bergie. And now she thinks that that is not going to happen. And then awkwardly enough, Carmen walks in and she tells them all that she loves them and that she's so happy that she's still there. And she thanks them for being, uh, for picking her. (laughs) And they're all like, yeah, (laughs) yay. (laughs) Ride or die. (laughs) 
And you know what was so weird? We see some Islanders playing cards. I think it's only because it was raining, but I, it did feel weird, right? Yeah, because like in Look UK, hot. they have to like make up weird ass games. And they're all wearing like sweaters. I know. It's like get in your underwear and is lay this, outside. Is this a bad time of year in Fiji? It must be because this is like the third episode we've seen people stuck inside. I feel like this happened the last US season too. Mm. One season, they were just, it was like in the middle of COVID, they were just on the rooftop of a casino the whole time Ugh. they're like villa was on top that's weird it was in the middle of las vegas that's so weird Isn't that so weird i don't like that yeah it was it was a weird thing that happened but i guess i mean vegas was dead because it was in the middle of covid so. right but yeah it was weird it was like a small thing to see them like playing cards but we don't ever see yeah on it UK. was weird like where'd they get the deck who gave that to them someone boofed it and Uh-oh. snuck it in. Someone boofed it. it Who do you think me. boofed it? I did it. Who in the villa do you think boofed it? Okay. It was me. <laughs> um, Anna and Hannah. I Sometimes I hate when these two do things together because I don't like saying Anna and Hannah. <laughs> but they pull Bergy for a chat. What and... do you think their couple name is? Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You upset my dog when you just did that, by the way. And they ask what he knows about what happened last night uh, because he's coupled up with Cassie. And he says that Cassie told him that she pulled Leo for a chat and that there are still feelings there. And Hannah says that she feels like they saved the wrong person because they saved Carmen for him. And they haven't even chatted yet because Hannah's like, so how are things with you and Carmen? Have you guys talked? And he's like, no, not since the whole fight thing with Victor. And she's like, it's been like a whole day and you guys haven't even talked. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. But also about the the Anna thing. Mm-hmm. She does this thing a lot where she likes to make it like she finds like the worst thing about it. And it's just not true. Mm, what do you mean? Like, so because he was like, well, yeah, Car- or Cassie told me this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Wow. She can tell Bergie, but not her friends. Right. I was like, you mean the guy she was sharing a bed with and wakes up next to? Like, <laughs> what do you? Of course, she told him first because he, she saw him first. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know how much, and this is not unique to us. This is across all of them. Love Island. When these people are in this villain only with each other, the mob mentality that happens, they want it. They like crave it, and also like it happens naturally a lot of the times. Yeah, so. it's, it's it is a Lord of the Flies Stanford <laughs> prison experiment. Televised. I have thought about the Stanford prison experience while watching Love Island more than once. It's basically the same thing. I know. I think that's where the tie of mine formed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and Carmen, or um, I'm sorry, Hannah, of course, tells Bergie about Carmen's thoughts about the argument with Victor and uh, the whole she's a strong woman thing again, because don't tell Hannah a goddamn thing. Uh, yeah, this makes me a little annoyed because it's like, you know, whatever you, especially you, Hannah, mm-hmm. tell Bergie is now fact is now canon in his head. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, he has, I mean, 
him and Hannah have like a, you know, they say a brother and sister relationship and he definitely try. I mean, to be fair, I think Bergie would trust anybody on the street that told mm-hmm. him something, but he definitely holds like what Hannah says holds a lot of weight for him. Yeah. He's wait. He's waiting for all those millions from all those Nigerian, uh, Nigerian princes. <laughs> no, um, but I think I wouldn't be annoyed with Hannah if she had just gone and I, maybe it would even be worse. I don't like to Carmen or something, but to me, I wouldn't be as mad if she just told uh, Bergie the whole thing because she's kind of made it a point to say she looked that she's looking out for him and that a lot of mm-hmm. like her feelings about looking out for him. Like that's been a big thing of what we've seen of her so far. Right. Uh, but she's just telling like literally everybody. <laughs> and I do think some of that comes from her partner uh, disliking Carmen and especially disliking the fact that Carmen's here over Victor. Yeah. I think some of it comes from that. 100%. And I don't know why, but like everyone, as soon as it happened, was like, why did I do that? I should not have saved Like everyone who voted for, except for Bergie, regrets it. I don't know. It. I don't know. Like, hey, if they didn't believe that the Carmen thing was true, why – what about Victor deserved more of a chance to find somebody than Carmen? Right. Because even, even – yeah. Even if she didn't like Bergie, they're both at square one. Right. So why Victor over her? Victor's been a t- – I mean, listen, I guess He's when been you're open and honest. And toxic. And not and honest. <laughs> and also not honest. Correct. Next, we see Anna and Cassie finally chat. And Anna says that she wants Cassie to be happy and find her person, but that she trusted her. And when she was talking to Leo and Cassie was in the couple with him, she's like, you know, I always came to you and I told you what was going on. And like, as it was happening, what he would say. And I'm sure at the end of the day, that's probably true. But there were definitely some moments before when we watched cassie seeing them together interacting before she'd had chats from either of them right so i mean like you know you're both at the end of the day you're both kind of doing the same thing to each other and i am not like the biggest cassie fan i think that she's kind of a a little weirdo gremlin person (laughs) but um it's not like she has had that big of a chance yet to come to Anna. Yeah. And I don't think she wanted to say anything until she knew there was a possibility that it was even reciprocated. Cause mm-hmm. before she was like, he's looking at me and like, I'm thinking like maybe there's something there, but I don't know if it's in my head. It's like, as soon as she had the chat with him, then the text happened and everyone was like, Oh, she knows by the way. She already knows. Right. Yeah. She heard everything. Uh, take out one of the pins from earlier. Oh, is this the other pin? This is. There's two pins. There's still a pin in there. Oh, there's still one there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take out one of the pins. And this is where I noticed, and she did this before at the first talk with Leo, where... Cassie or Han- Anna? Anna. Mm-hmm. Where you are not allowed to say anything. This isn't a conversation. She will shut you down. She wants you to hear what she's <laughs> saying, and she will not hear what you're saying. Right. Which is kind of unfair. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but she doesn't in every single chat. So, <laughs> you know, that was just one of the little pins. There's still bigger pins. <laughs> Wait, we didn't talk sizes before. This is a small one? Listen, I'm a if little... If you fucked up your pins, it's no big deal. Brendan wasn't It's an intimate enough. thing to talk about the size of my pins. <laughs> uh, Cassie does apologize um, that she didn't communicate with her, but she felt like she would have looked like the bad guy either way. 
Um, it's I honestly don't know if that's true or not. I think that there's a real possibility. I think that was a bit of copium. Maybe it's she, really hard to say because she's doing the thing where she doesn't feel guilty. Cassie, Cassie, yeah, and she feels justified in not feeling guilty because at the end of the day, she's here for herself. Mm-hmm. It's early days, early doors. It's early days. It's early doors. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye. Right, but she also doesn't want to look like a bitch by saying like whatever. Like I stole your man. It doesn't matter. Like I'm out here for myself. Right. So she's trying to find. Well, there's a balancing act in there because of right. course you are here for the relationship, but of course. You are also living here with the other people and that apparently, you have to get along with. And apparently you need to be – it is Friendship Island. You need to be have a yeah, better relationship with your friends. somebody acknowledge that it's kind of Friendship Island? Yeah. Somebody out there, please acknowledge that it might be a little bit of – well. Infi Nation. <laughs> what if we get somebody on the show saying it is Friendship Island? I would. What the fuck do we do then? I would do – I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably delete the podcast. <laughs> no. I'd delete our Fireside account. <laughs> um, Anna says that she does not want to continue the friendship. Again, a little bit of corporate speak in there in the way that she mm-hmm. does it and everything. But She looks like she'd actually be pretty good at firing someone, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, and then it's nighttime, and we get a Carmen and Bergie chat, and he says that she has always been his number one. And he brings up all the reasons that he feels that way towards her. Uh, you because are, he has a list. You want four kids. I want four kids. You are Christian. I am Christian, I guess. You are from Wisconsin. He's from the Midwest. I don't know if it's Wisconsin, but. And that's it. Right. <laughs> and she says that she feels the connection with him as well regarding those things. But the argument with Victor made her feel uncomfortable because she didn't want to fight that battle. And Carmen says after that happened, it made her realize Bergie is always going to be her best friend in here. Oof. Yeah. Uh, and she apologizes and wants to know if they can move forward as friends. And he says yes. Like, what would you expect him to say? No, I fucking hate you now. It's I know. Bergie. What the fuck? Um, and then we get a Leo and Cassie chat. Yeah, real quick, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Go real on. quick, though. Mm-hmm. Don't love, like, the whole, man, why do I always get stuck in the friend zone? Friends don't, friend zones don't exist. They're not a real thing. <sighs> right. That's just you not accepting an answer. Right. And it's up to you whether or not you want to be friends with someone. Correct, yeah. They there is can't no being keep you there. St- there is no being stuck in a friend zone. Mm-hmm. You being Isn't stuck me? in a friend zone is you not accepting that they don't reciprocate your feelings. And also, and you it expect them to change. And also, it doesn't sound like you really want to be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, fine. Just don't be that. So, just, you know, Bergie, just don't say that. <laughs> just don't believe in that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If you were there and you told him that, I bet he would take your advice, though. I bet no he one's would. There to tell him though, and then I'd be say also freaking do a, a barrel roll, and he would do it. <laughs> Next, Leo and Cassie chat, and Cassie wants to know if Anna was still interested. Would he still get to know them both? And he says no, and that she is who he wants to move forward with. And they both say that they want to kiss, but you can tell Leo like is like fighting it which again is like just her favorite I know, fucking dude. thing 
She's getting engorged. I can feel it. <laughs> She's getting off on being like the girl who teases, puts a guy in a bad situation. She, yeah. I wrote she's unkind. Like, <laughs> I just get that feeling where she's, like, getting off on, like. <laughs> I don't even know that she's, like, unkind. It's a very, it's selfish because, like. Yeah. The feeling is all Inconsi- about her. Yeah, inconsiderate. Yeah, definitely. And we leave that for a moment, thank God, uh, to see uh, KK telling Keenan that she feels like the luckiest girl in the world. And, like, does she have any idea how perfect she is? No it, offense to Keenan. Keenan's Keenan's great. He's a sweetie. He's a cutie. He's all of those things. But KK, he is the lucky one here. Yeah, he's, like, he literally, like, tripped backwards, <laughs> da- rolled down a hill and fell into the lap of, like, the hottest girl I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Like, literally, like, last episode, uh, he was talking to uh, Cassie about the whole Anna situation, uh, like, while he was cooking. Mm-hmm. And then Anna starts walking by, mm-hmm. and Cassie sees it and, like, tries to change the conversation quick by, like, look, I'm missing one ear. And he's like, yeah, anyway, we're going to continue to talk about this as she walks by. <laughs> you can see Cassie just, like. Isn't that, like, another crazy thing, though, of the USA season? Seeing them cook, seeing them, like, clean up and everything. It's yeah. so, like, I can't, I think I like seeing those things. Like, it's nice to see, like, some more of, like, the human moments. Yeah, because I don't know if that is just because UK television is just, like, inherently more cynical. And they're mm-hmm. just more like, look at these fucking idiots. They don't even know how to take care of themselves. <laughs> Where U.S. is just like, yeah, they know how to cook. They can clean. They do some those of that. I mean, half. Let's. This is not. Uh, Americans know how to do things, and U.K. people don't because, like, nobody in that villa even knew how to make a fucking pot of coffee. That um, is true. So, <laughs> I'm not speaking specifically about like their ability to do those things, but I think I do like seeing like some because like. You know, sometimes you just see, like, I remember in a scene, like, Keenan was just, like, cleaning up the kitchen. And I'm like, okay, Keenan seems considerate. He's, like, cleaning up. It seems like, you know, you see people kind of, like, taking on different roles when you see more mm-hmm. of how they're living. Yeah, for sure. Next, we see Anna bring up to Marco that Leo has not spoken to her at all. Um, remember new... that other pin? <laughs> oh, that's the that's other That's what pin. the other pin is. Right. <laughs> And that, um, and I understand, like, it's probably uncomfortable for her to watch Leo and Cassie kind of, like, jump right back into things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that would be weird. And, but, sure. And, you know, she says it's disrespectful and that she shouldn't have to see it. And that they're still in a couple. So, like, it's not fair that they're not spending any time together. But, like, what do you want to spend time with you them don't, doing? You don't want to spend time with them. You told them that. You yeah. literally said, hey, I don't want to spend time with you anymore. <laughs> well, she's and like, he's wanna... like, I hear you, and I'm going to repeat back that you <laughs> don't want to spend time with me anymore. Well, to be fair, she didn't say it that way, but she said she's not wanting to pursue things anymore. So what do you want to? She said she's not interested in getting to know him anymore. Right. Do you know so how what you do you want to spend time yeah, doing? Do you know how you get to know people? By talking to Dan. <laughs> well, apparently she wants to talk to him, but I don't know about like about what. Yeah, it's clearly nothing. It's, this is not what it's about. It's not about, oh, he's not talking to me. It's about, like, look at him. I already talked to her. Right. But she doesn't want to sound jealous, so she's making it about something else. Uh, she still sounds jealous. I know, but. 100%. 
And then we jump back to Leo and Cassie. And after all that teasing bullshit, Leo just says, fuck it. And him and Cassie kiss. Of course, just as we watch Anna trying to, like, go find him to Mm -hmm. chat with him. And so Anna says to Leo, she eventually finds him. Cassie gives him some space to talk. And she says that she feels disrespected and that they're still in a couple. And he owes to her to be a genuine person. But he's spent. Well, yeah, but what does that mean? She just says that. She's, <laughs> she said, yeah, you owe me the respect to be a genuine person. Explain <laughs> what that sentence means. Because you don't, don't know. Ask it. me. You don't know. Because you could. It's funny because even when she's saying it, you can tell like halfway through she doesn't know what she's saying. Right. So she's she lands it. She's like, you owe me the respect of being a genuine person. Does that resonate with you? <laughs> Does that mean something to yeah. you? Did I like walk into a point? No, mm-hmm. you didn't. But um, she says that he spent all day just being near Cassie and it's been uncomfortable, uncomfortable for her. And she says that she doesn't know what she did wrong. Okay, so just say that. Just say, why do you hate me? Or even just say to him, like, I am uncomfortable by, like, you jumping into things physically again with Cassie and me having to see it when we have to, like, sleep in a bed together. Do you know why she won't say that? Why? Because she knows she has no right. Well, she does. uh, I mean, she says something similar to that. She says, like... If you're going to jump into things so quickly, it'd be nice if you did it more privately. And, of course, she doesn't have the right to say that. But I feel like that's something on Love Island that is not uncommon. There, You know, if you're in a couple, like, if you're sleeping in a bed with a person that you've been getting to know, mm-hmm. but you're wanting to, like, either jump back to somebody else or get to know somebody else, you play it a little bit more cool until you're back in a bed with that person because it or I think it reads as disrespectful to your couple. Well, I think there is no couple. I think once you say we are done, well, you're, no, they're you're in couples, a couple. Your couples in name only. Your your sino. Yeah. What? You ever heard like Republicans in name only? They call them rhinos. No. Well, they do. I guess I believe you, but of course it's in name only. She, I think, like everybody knows that, right? So, like, it doesn't like. I don't know why. You can dictate how fast someone moves when you broke it off with them. Well, no, you can't. But, I mean, to be fair, it was a pretty mutual breaking off. She just said it first. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, I I don't know whether it I don't makes... even – no, I don't even think it was a mutual thing. Well, Leo says to Cassie right here that he would not have continued yeah, to get to know them both. And I don't believe that. <laughs> I think he's lying. He's, he's a habitual flirt. He even admitted he it himself. He definitely is. He he only said that because that's what she wanted to hear, and there's no be- there's no going – there's no possibility of him getting to know Anna anymore. Maybe so. I don't know. I think I think if he did talk to Anna after this and they talked it out, and because the whole thing too was like, she's like he's talking so much shit about me, and literally all he did was sing your praises. It was was it weird that he brought you up during this really flirty chat with Cassie? Mm-hmm. Sure, but he was not talking shit about you, right? I don't know. I don't know, but it is whether it makes sense or not. It is kind of like I feel like it is kind of a Love Island thing that it's like, and a I'm res- not- It's a respect thing. Sure. I am not defending Leo. I want to make that abundantly clear. I hear you. I don't think you are. There are times when I think you're kind of towing the line. I don't think you're towing the line. Okay. Just if it I just think helps. that, like, uh, to me, 
none of none of what you says matters after you say I am no longer interested in getting to know you. And whether or not it was mutual, whether or not it was like a long time coming or like what this was all based off of one chat at this point. Like her breaking it off was based off of one chat. Should he should he have told her that maybe he still has feelings for her? Probably. But I don't know. He didn't. See, now you're towing the line. I'm just kidding. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't necessarily, like, agree, but it is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. Next, luckily, actually, maybe it's not lucky, um, we see Marco and Hannah talking. They're up on, like, the terrace, like, cuddled up, and she says she feels like he is a very caring person. He says, that is a very accurate assumption. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> actually that's a reddit answer he just gave. <laughs> um and he says that he is attracted to her <clears throat> physically and emotionally and hannah says in her talking head that she is very smitten with marco and that's gross and i agree i agree girl truer words have never been spoken and <clears throat> i wrote that marco seems like a very he will be a very emotionally distant father who is probably rude to his child's mother right in front of them. Mm, Do you yeah. see that? Yeah. Like a woman's role her. is <laughs> Yeah. Uh and then they proceed to make out heavily. It's gross. Grabs I... her by the front of the throat. Uh, we've had of many we've had does. many talks about where hands go when you're making out. <laughs> Never once is it, never once were we like, oh yeah, just go for the front of the throat. Oh my God, it's so aggressive and weird. And then takes that hand, puts his finger in her asshole, basically, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? He is so vile. Yeah, like, he's gross. It's crazy how And gross is this he where is. That's t- the tongue was? <laughs> yes. So I. Didn't watch any all weekend, obviously. I was really busy. <laughs> and she was watching. She was, like, catching up. And, like, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night or something. <laughs> and she just sent me a picture. And it said, new ick unlocked. And it was just Marco with his tongue fully out. And I was Ugh, like, I'm dreading gross. this. <laughs> Very gross. Um, And then KK gets a text. And the hideaway is open already? How, I, I honestly thought that Marco... And Hannah, we're gonna try to make a oh. make a play on it. Absolutely not. I said I know Brendan is fuming. I'm not fuming. You wanted to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keenan goes for the gray sweats. And uh KK is wearing this red lingerie and she is so crazy beautiful. It's just so wild. It, it was insane. <laughs> Like the red against her, like her skin tone, everything. She's got such dark skin, and the red like popped. Oh my goodness gracious, she's so hot! (laughs) And they go off to the hideaway, and as soon as they close the door, we hear Keenan barking. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. And uh, then we find out that we are getting three new Islanders actually tonight. So it will have been last night for you guys listening to this. And it is Jonah, Emily, and Kenzo. Mm. Interesting name. Kenzo's the only cute one among them. And what did you feel about them? I only saw the first one, and then I ran out the door to come here. (laughs) That's very honorable of you. But uh, just trust me, Kenzo's the only kind of cute one, at least so far. The first one looked like... um... 
Uh-huh. <sighs> he looks like he would live around here. He looks like a Conor McGregor fan. Oh. All right. So. More kind of Southern people, it seems. What's the deal? I don't know. What is the deal? What's USA? the deal? They must be, like, based in Atlanta or something. <sighs> well, you know, they were just doing, like, a pop-up event, like Love Island USA, and they were in Nashville. I think they were, like, scouting for Casa or something. Oh. Interesting, no? Well, thank you for telling me after the fact. You really don't want me to go on this show. <laughs> Brendan, who would record with me? That's so fucked. <laughs> just imagine. You record a season by yourself because I'm on it. I don't then, want to. Well, no, but wait, 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 wait. Brendan, wait. I don't know how to do all this stuff. That's okay. I'll show you. But listen. <laughs> okay. You record a season by yourself because I'm on it. Right. Then guess what? What? I come back. And we do the podcast as normal, but <laughs> I will have been an alum, so we get the boost. Think of the boost. Oh, my God. You haven't thought of the boost. That's boring. Nobody cares about the boost, the hypothetical boost. Are you – you would – you – you – you – you – you would watch it. Of course I would watch it. What do you mean? Of if course you I didn't would watch know it. Me. I watch this with people that I don't know. What I'm saying is if you didn't know me and then you saw me on – uh, Love Island, and uh-huh. then you hear, "Hi, my name is Brendan. I'm 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from New York, I feel like and that I'm dude's a love at least 30, <laughs> and I'm a Love Island podcaster." You oh wouldn't my- be like, "Oh my no. gosh, let me go back and listen no. to everyone." Yes, you would, Brendan. Yes, this is a weird fantasy that you're putting out there at this point. Well, uh, it, it has to be a fantasy because someone took away my reality. <sighs> you could have fucking done it yourself. Well, when you said you did, I kind I of believed you. I did say I did. You just didn't ask. That's not true. I asked you every single day. No, you didn't. This could have been, I could have been with KK is what I'm saying. <laughs> you think she would have chosen you over Keenan? I think I, I would have been the love of her life. Hmm. That's the end. I'll be KK's crying shoulder. That's the end of Love Island USA Season 5. Week 2, Part 2. Be complicated. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the... (laughs) the (laughs) Brendan! Listen, can I say something? And it is relevant, I promise. Go on. We doubled our listens in a single month. We've been recording this podcast for almost a full year. We've more than doubled it this last month. This month? No, no. We we doubled what we got last month. Yeah, we did more than double. What I'm saying is from when we started this podcast to the beginning of the month, mm-hmm. we got a, a number of listens. This month, we doubled that number. Wait, what? This month alone... <laughs> We matched all of the listens we've gotten before it uh, since we started this podcast. Gotcha. That's awesome, you guys. Thanks, Thank guys. you so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks for going on the journey with us. Thank you. And and while you're here, like uh, and subscribe on wherever you listen. As you should. Yeah. I mean, if because we talked originally about uh, there was going to be another UK episode uh, this past week. Uh, when we found out that it was final dates, we kind of changed it because our finale, uh, the way we structure our finale episode is always like final dates plus like the finale itself. So we kind of switched that around. But so we changed that and where that information lives on if, you know, an episode is delayed or if we change something that lives on our Instagram. So it will 
behoove you. Mm, look at all those hooves you've been. <laughs> it would behoove you uh, to follow us over there so that you can see that. And also, if we go live, you will get that notification. Yeah, because we're going to do that. We're going to do. We're, we're, we got to. Yeah, we're going live. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.